We don't even have real microphones. That's true. That's that part's definitely true. Um, <laughs> Burke, I'm surprised you even showed up this morning. Like I you know. had to be in pure celebratory mode. Um, Burke's one of the biggest Chiefs fans I know. So yeah, the amount of I took a lot of stomach medication before and after the game is a big part of why I'm here right now. But yeah, a lot of fireball shots. We normally just do those after Kelsey touchdowns. But we had to change that. You had to change that. So we, I, uh, yeah. I feel like it's weird as someone who suffers from uh, like stomach ailments that you would choose fireball shots. I like know. there are I, there are more subtle shots you you could have done like a melon liqueur. I would have like I would have liked to have a, just sip on a grasshopper, but it wasn't in my house. They, they choose. The host chooses, and that's what they put the fireball shots out. I got a couple oh. looks. Yeah, Maggie gave me a couple looks over the glasses. Like, why are you doing that? But it's okay. Was it, was it good luck? Had they had you done that throughout We've the playoff done the last, run? Last three weeks, we've done that, and I also made the same, um, what I like to call loose meat sliders. Not patties, but uh, the loose ground meat, delicious. Right. And uh, we had those three weeks in a row. We came up with a term for them. I was calling them easy sliders. Yeah. Now cheeseburgers. Okay. Cheeseburgers, not cheeseburgers. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people like that. A lot, a lot, a lot of excitement around that. Josie, yeah. did you have any fireball loose shots or anything? Does not sound appetizing to no. me. <laughs> loose meat. No, uh, loose meat does not sound good. It depends what circles you run in, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> did you guys get after it all? Any craziness watching the game? I, mean, I guess you're you're watching it more as civilians than Chiefs fans, probably. Yeah, I was watching it as a Lions fan who was just kind of mourning. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, it was good. I had my little children running around for the first half, and then the second half was much calmer. That's that's good. Sue, were you just watching it as um, as an advertising mercenary or a lover? Yeah, I was. I I mean, honestly, I watched it because we were doing this today. (laughs) I think I usually, I usually really relish like the quiet of these big sports events. That's why I like sports is because then I'm I'm zagging when everyone else is zigging yeah. in the sports, you know? So would you normally, like, would that be a day you'd go, like, grocery shopping or to Ikea? Yeah, like Michael's. Yeah, Michael's. So like, you're saying, we, did we ruin your Sunday? Is that what happened? No, I mean, it's fun. It's good. It's good for me. It's We're, good for me to do different things. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I got into it. I, I mean, I got, I still, yeah, I, I got into it. Well, hey, everybody, you're listening to This Modern Brand, the podcast where we pull back the curtain on some of America's most influential brands to break down their strategies, values, and innovations. I'm your host, Jason Parks, and I'm delighted to introduce you to three of my favorite Barkley partners. Burke Wasserman is an executive creative director in our Kansas City office, and as I said earlier, a huge Chiefs fan. We've got Sue Salvi, uh, associate creative director, coming to us from Chicago who is clearly not a huge football fan, and Josie Ellerby, SVP of Strategy, holding down the fort remotely in Michigan. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for having us here. It's a, a, tr- it's a true honor. Awesome. <laughs> All right, before we get into the specific questions, of course, I'm going to ask you what your favorite Super Bowl commercial was and which ones you didn't like and all of those fun things. But I thought I would just start broad and get just a general temperature check of the ads in general. How would you grade them as a whole? I'll start with you, Burke. I usually am skeptical of these because uh, I'm a jerk and I've been doing this long enough and you're just cynical. But um, I thought there were a lot of great commercials on yesterday. I, I was I was impressed with the Super Bowl run. I think part of that is um, there was a lot of big spots, but also like 
they flex celebrities. And it's just fun to see celebrities on Super Bowl commercials. It just is. It's like an American pastime, just like football. And I counted over 30. I know there was more than that, but um, I just got tired of counting. It seemed like a ridiculous thing I was doing. But um, so many different celebrities. So I think that's always such a big big thing to like, you know, you get excited about for the game. So I, I love that. I, I was impressed with yesterday. What about you, Sue? Oh, thank you. I've been like chomping at the bit to get in because I got to say, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a salty mood. I'm usually like very enthusiastic about things, but I kind of like left like, I don't know. I was unsatisfied. And I think, Burke, I'm sorry to be this way. I think I've hit my tipping point on the celebrity commercials. There is, that's, that shocks me. Because it's I know. I, don't you still get People Magazine delivered to your house? <laughs> I mean, I love celebrities out in the wild. Because you, but like, yeah. us weekly. I feel like that, yeah. there were a lot of like shoehorning celebrities in. I don't know. We're like, maybe I, I yeah. kind of like, kinda like oh, somebody's dad knows this guy. We can use him in the commercial. <laughs> like, <laughs> like almost too much of a tryhard. Like too we much know. Me. We know. It was we, like, yeah, yeah. It was like depending on the celebrity, okay, as opposed to like the idea or like. I appreciate the, that. Me. I I have some builds and counters to that as we start to talk about our favorite ads, but uh, I don't want to give them away quite yet. Yeah. Well, sweet. We we've heard from our our dear creatives, Josie, as a strategist. Your point of view. I'd love to hear what was your general take on the ads as a whole. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Burke on this one. I actually was really overall feeling good about where things were at and i think a lot of that had to do with just the tone overall of the ads too it felt very positive a lot of funny stuff a lot of stuff that made me smile or made me chuckle a couple actual guffaws in there like it felt really good and you know especially going into an election year and just you know all the heaviness that we're kind of dealing with as a as a people (laughs) it felt really nice to have a lot of ads that just made me feel good yeah i think that's a great point like there's been years past where like they'll over index one way or another like some will be ultra emotional remember jeep i remember like halftime in america things like that you know or like this year it felt like there's a lot of levity yes that i do agree with yeah thank you sue i appreciate that i I like the lighthearted. i i don't like it when it's too serious the the whole time crying you know this advertising Yeah. yeah You know, super interesting, Josie, you just mentioned political ads. They're, they're, for the most part, it was void of that, except for the one uh, Kennedy spot that I thought was visually arresting. Now, again, you get into politics, people are going to love it or hate it based on whether you like that person or not. I know it even wasn't run from him. It was the super PAC. But um, that was one I just noticed where the whole room, everybody's probably at a party, right, where the room got kind of quiet and tuned into it just because it was so visually striking mm-hmm. and interesting because of that throwback uh, style that they use. So um, I thought that was interesting, if nothing else. But, yeah, lack of – I think the, the political stuff did make it <laughs> more positive and more balanced and uh, definitely from a theme uh, perspective um, more lighthearted and you saw a lot of comedy. So speaking of themes – Let's go deeper there. What else did you see? So we uh, we mentioned a little bit of a comeback for comedy. What else? Lots of celebs. We were mentioning that. And I think, like, to Sue's point, like, I think some of the stuff, like, some of it was, I thought, really well done, where it's like, okay, like, there's a reason the celeb is here. Yeah. There's also yeah. some things where I was like, did we really need 
the celeb, or it was like a um, plug and play celeb. It's like you could tell them writing the script where it's like, oh, donut for celeb here and put them in. So like a couple of the ones I thought were really nice examples were um, when it was working really well was um, Tom Brady. I love the MGM spot where it's like, you've won enough. We don't want you betting anymore, which is really fun, especially for someone who's won more Super Bowls. And I mean, he's he's the guy, though Mahomes is knocking on his door. But like that was a really fun spot. Vince Vaughn was hilarious in that. But I just liked th- that needed that celebrity, you know. And I right. think like like kind of what Sue was saying. Like some of them feel like what? Like I even liked. Um, well, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin because I'm a wrestling fan, but his hair coming back as a mullet, like, well, that was amazing. Even the Kawasaki. So, like, though that was just a funny cameo, it was great to see him with hair. So there was other ones that I think, like, the Oreo twist, like, Chris Jenner was in that one, and it was just, like, her idea was, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to twist the Oreo now, and that's going to be what puts me over to film my family on television. You know, wah, wah. you know, I was like, that could have been anyone there. That wasn't, like, they needed... I, that's at least personally, I felt like... That wasn't like that. So I, I don't know. I, one more thing too, Dunkings. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but like, again, like those guys, sort of their tie with Boston. Yeah. The whole JLo. I mean, like that was like obviously a celeb flex fest, but like their ties to Duncan and Boston felt like, okay, there's a reason they're here at least. So yeah, I like that. Again, great uses of celebrities. If they make sense with the idea, there is also, you know, a handful of other ones where I'm like, why why are you in this you know so i, I want to add um a couple to the list of the ones i thought did really well which was i loved michael sarah for sarabe oh, i thought that was oh. really because i also like never you know that um brand kind of blends in for me at the store when i'm like looking for my moisturizers and lotions and whatnot but now next time i see it i'm gonna see sarah and i'm gonna think michael sarah and it's gonna like stand out i love that one oh. yeah didn't it finish I top? I think it finished top in the USA Today uh, Super Bowl meter. Yeah, meter. So, it was yeah. it was one of my favorites. And it's funny you say that, Jess, because like that brand has lived in the aisle. It's lived in my house forever, and it's a brand that has no brand. Like it's just like it's a good product, but like there's nothing to it. But now that I associate Michael Sarah with it, yeah. I freaking love it. Like I'm yeah. proud. Like we buy it anyways every couple of months to the giant bottles, and it's like now it's like I actually have a, a totally different feeling for it. I that love was it. definitely one of my faves, and um, I also feel I think I also appreciate it because I feel like I, do you say Sarah Sarah V? That's how you say it, right? Or Sarave? Oh, I, I don't know. I had no okay. way. I never had said. I had I never said. B. Yeah, that was funny no, too. So, yeah. Uh, the only reason I I am I, I thought it was Sarah V just now when I said it is because of that commercial also, and I'd also would think because that is like like a lotion that it's not medicinal, but it's like dancing with being medicinal because yeah. if it, it, it's for bad dry skin, I'm glad they didn't take themselves seriously. Like they're not too like we're the premium lotion everyone knows that it's like one of the best lotions i feel like and yeah i really like that one yeah that's great and i do think even just calling it sarabi uh sarabi instead of sarabe is like it's not target it's target it's so so funny though i wonder if there was an insight josie like they got from consumer research or like folks groups where people don't say the name of their product you know what I mean? Like it's one of those products, like my wife and I have been married almost 20 years. That product has been in the house 
probably almost that whole time, and neither of us have ever said the name of it. Like I didn't know, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'd never have heard anyone say it at the CVS or wherever you get it. Like it just. It just hey, Dad, where's the Saravia? Saravia, Saravias. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's like I don't know the Curvareve. No, I don't know what it is. Well, speaking of trends, this is a, a, a micro trend that I noticed, and would love your take on these two spots. I thought they were great: the uh, State Farm Arnold Schwarzenegger spot, and then. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken BMW spot. The only unfortunate thing was it was kind of the same idea, mm-hmm. and they ran them back to back. Now maybe <laughs> only an advertising nerd would notice that, but I'm like, oh, kind of poor placement, or yeah. it was accidental. But it was like kind of the same idea. Different celebrities would love your guys' take on that. Yeah, you gotta. If you're that, if you're that client, you're probably like, why? Um, I didn't totally notice that during the game, though. I. I did notice some, the one thing I thought about on that one was like, I love every I love Arnold. I love walking. Come on, I'm you have to. I'm a child of the '80s. They're, Come on, they're part of me, right? And I and there was a period of my life where everybody did walking imitations. Like I feel like it was like Jay Moore, like early 2000s. Like it was one of those where like my kids did, like I feel like a lot of people were like, if I don't know walking, and that that imitation isn't super top of mind it's top of mind to all of us because we grew up with them it was like it didn't play as well in the room as like arnold just saying like neighbor because everyone mm-hmm. knows what that is i don't well, know what was your guys take i mean you're bringing up an interesting point for me which is what i feel like I, I walked away from the whole thing which is like there's a everybody's at super bowl parties watching these commercials and when like the idea gets too complicated or too like you have to the more you have to track with something the less i feel like i was like enjoying it yes no, like no. this morning re-watching it i'm like oh that was better than i thought or you know what i mean like yeah. i'm glad i'm re-watching this now this morning because i'm like getting it more but like at the super bowl party lots going on oh, yeah. you know you're doing the fireballs over in the corner oh, yeah. i'm like looking over at burke is he gonna be okay with these fireballs uh, it's hard <laughs> to like, hear everything and if the storyline is like too s- circuitous i yeah. lose track of like what is being said that said i know that like i'm an advertising person and that like i want to make the connection more than the average consumer wants mm. to make the connection. Like, I think the average consumer just like watches like, ah, uh, it's funny to see all these people do walking right. impersonations. But like my hot take on the BMW thing was like, I felt like the turn line, like, again, I'm not like the average consumer. I'm like critiquing things or whatever. I felt like the turn line was a little like, Christopher Walken is a one of a kind, and so is BMW. Yeah, like, it was, no, I'm it was with a you. Little loosey goosey. Yeah. I like, you know, like. And then, can I just say one other thing about yeah. the BMW? Yes. I wanted Usher to try to do an impersonation of him. No, I know, <laughs> I know. And then like the um, yeah, I'm with you on those turn lines. Like, you know, there is no only there's no imitators. It's like okay, like I, I mean, oh, but by the way, this is hard to do. So I mean. The, a lot of people love their ad, but I'm kind of with you on that turn line. Like one of my favorite turn lines, um, or just sort of like smart idea line was with the Beyonce spot. Again, we're just talking celebrities. You're gonna have to wean us off yeah. this, but maybe every commercial has a celebrity in it. But I love the Beyonce spot. I love how like she's like Beyonce just broke the internet, and she's like, I'm gonna break the Verizon network. 
and like which was a smart thing for them to say like yeah. you can't you can't break this network and it was really just yeah. this whole like demo of how like even Beyonce if, even if she's playing like the, the light jazz stylings of the great Chuck Mangione or somebody else <laughs> you know like nothing she did could break break the network which was I thought that was like that was such a good ad like I love like, yeah, yeah that was awesome but a great turn line that. yeah the okay. other thing I loved about that one too was at the end she just casually drops new music like that to me was such a brilliant partnership and way to also like get people then googling everything online yeah. and getting people going onto the second screens it was I, I loved it so good also who doesn't love Queen Bee come on so we all <laughs> so, so we all know to get you know the most bang for your buck from a marketer's perspective you have to do more than just the ad itself in the Super Bowl. So I'd love your guys' take on uh, best digital and social integrations, the way they've taken the ad in some interesting way and made it bigger than just a 30-second spot during the game. Anything stand out? I mean, I feel like we're all going to say the oh, same yeah. thing right away, right? Should we say it on, on three? Let's one, see if we can one, do it. One, two. One. Wait, what? Okay, should, should three, I'll be two, the one? counter here. Okay. All right, here we go. One, <laughs> two, three. Door, Door dash. dash. Talk to me about it. Super interesting. Go ahead, Salvi. Oh, I just it was fun. Like I even like the spot was fun. The spot just also again like I don't know. To me that no celebs was in it, so it stood out to me. <laughs> and it was just fun. Like were the what are they gonna do? How are they gonna do this to make this like a yeah. fun thing? Besides the the fact that then you can enter a. Uh, a sweepstakes I mean, or that, that, that's what I think was so you know it's always the stuff that like some of the stuff that really stands out you going back to Tide Stick like back a couple of years ago it's like what are those amazing product demos for what you're doing and I think like the Beyonce one was a great one and I think this one like the DoorDash was like you can win everything they're advertising in the Super Bowl like it's such a flex for DoorDash can get you anything but it was so smart like it was it was the spot was great but how audacious that act was and then the fact that they were teasing it in social before and getting buzz around it and like there's so many elements i'm sure there's going to be an aspect of this the delivery is going to be a piece in itself and it's going to be another big pr hit and it was one of those ideas too that had talk value like literal talk value where i was like i told the idea to my kids at which they don't care about any of the shit we do and they're like what and i started saying yeah you're gonna get two cars you're gonna get 30 pounds of mayonnaise they were weeping laughing but also like we gotta do that so like it's rare to have like one this big fun audacious act that you can pull off it's a fun super bowl commercial but also like you really that people really want to do you know yeah so, like, I, I think that's and the it'll hardest. Be fun to see the follow-ups no question yeah and then like i think of, go ahead sorry jess no no i was gonna say too i think it's interesting i was comparing in my head like DoorDash, which I think just nailed it and did everything, you know, the way that like I think about how you want to get the most bang for your buck out of this, like they really did. Um, and then I compare it to like the TurboTax version, which was still also a sweepstakes, but the execution, it was so different. Um, and the DoorDash one to me, like if I am comparing those two, which, you know, at least from a strategy standpoint are trying to do the same thing, trying to get you to like act now on something and sign up for a chance to win something the DoorDash one just did it in such a like 
really natural contextual way. And to your point, Burke, it like got people who don't, you know, normally care about this stuff to care. And, and it was a really compelling thing. Not to say, you know, a million dollars isn't compelling. It is. Right. But it just felt maybe a little bit more um, generic where the other one felt really contextual and thoughtful and, and kind of surprisingly creative. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was, it, it grabbed you like same thing too. Like the, 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 um, the, I can't remember what, who it was for, but it was the kick of destiny with, with Gronk. It's, was that for one of the betting? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which they do a lot of stuff around that, but like, which in there, it obviously makes sense within the context of the Super Bowl, but it's like, not like the DoorDash piece did. Like that right. felt like, okay, Gronk, we, we have an NFL. It's forced, totally. I don't think it, I don't, I didn't understand what was happening with that. I didn't either. And I not, didn't understand yeah. the first, the not, first part. You're not the only one. Like, they don't really explain it very well because I watch it a couple of times and I ask my friends who all use those apps. Like, oh, there was, it's confusing, but yeah. DoorDash so, yeah. for the win. DoorDash all day. An expected question. I'm going to have you ask. Uh, or answer one at a time because I would love your take. Which spot would be the spot I wish I made? I'm going to start with Josie. Or if you didn't make it, s supported the strategy, developed the strategy for it. You get to choose one. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of come out of left field with this one just because, you know, I put my mogul hat on and thought about it like a non marketer person. And this is the one stood out to me Reese's. With the with the caramel like <laughs> oh I just I thought it was absolutely the execution of it and the insight to me is so true that when there's a beloved product and you tell people you're changing it the like reaction is like no don't mess with my thing and it just like the way that they did it and they didn't have celebrities and it just like I got the takeaway right away that it's like it's not messing with it it's just adding something also delicious to it but you can also still get your Reese's it was just really amazing how they like told the story with a true consumer insight and it was really simple and effective Sue which spot did you wish you made Josie took my answer oh. but I'm surprised that Josie said it. I'm so happy because first of all I think again going back to the thing it's like that just to me is like a good old fashioned Super Bowl commercial. Like I just liked it. Didn't have to trot in the fancy celebrities for it. Just a fun, clean bit. I loved like going back and he's vacuuming mm. up the, the hole that he just made or, you know, like every going back and forth. That was my favorite all around commercial. Just a simple, easy bit. Again, that's one that you don't really need to follow too closely to enjoy during the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I would also just like to give a shout out to the couch potato one. Same, Sue. Same. The potato one was not on any of the lists. I loved it. And yes, it was a little bit harder to fault. Like this, again, that's one I rewatched this morning and I'm like, oh, the writing is really funny in this. Did I want to see somebody water them with like popcorn? Yes. But other than that, I just loved the idea. I thought like the the execution was pretty good um so yeah that's just a those might be tied i don't know I'm, yeah. I'm i'm going with reese's just because that was just better during the super bowl i think so the writing in that couch potato hilarious i love the person who was just like i just like to see hot people throw wine on each other 
Yeah. She got a big laugh out of me last night and today. But um, I often just like that lady like with the pretzels next to her. Yeah. Like yes, that's yeah. very good. That's so well done. Burke. Very good. Um, this is a tough one. There's a lot of good ones. Um, I think if just classic Super Bowl ad like that that is in my wheelhouse, what I would want to make, Kawasaki, like. They didn't even need Stone Cold Steve Austin in that. It was great that they had a cameo there, but like I love a big funny visual gag with like a raucous track, especially in the Super Bowl that's going to cut through, and like a vehicle that makes people grow mullets is like amazing. And then the line at the end, which you didn't even really need to see, but how great it was, where it was like the payoff for that that little Kawasaki was business in the front, party in the back was like, let's go. I mean, like that was I was I love that one so much. I thought that was idiotic, and it feels like again, if you're trying to get people's attention, I think the Reese's one's good. Like there was yelling in that one, both positive and out of anger, which gets a room full of people to look up. But you look at Kawasaki, same kind of thing, not people yelling, but a raucous <laughs> track to get everybody excited. And like, what the hell's going on in there? Fantastic. So, well, thank you so much for all of your brilliant insights and take on uh, this year's commercials. Uh, it was fun and it was great having you all. Thanks so much for having, thank us. for having us. Yeah, I love this. This is amazing. I can't, you know, the only thing I think I would have liked more of maybe you filmed us doing this because I, I would watch this. This is the kind of content I'm looking for. <laughs> I feel like you're just going to get like a necklace that has a microphone attached to it now because I do feel like you've come alive with this microphone in front of you, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on that mic necklace. We just, we're going to get some new mics here and maybe we get, that could be an added value play we get from them. Yeah. Burke, not even if it's not like amplifying your voice i just feel like it's giving you some kind of like upper cachet that you maybe yeah. it's like a self-confidence that, that you can just do and <laughs> you need right. your fireball this is it this is yeah. my this is my audio fireball perfect <laughs> thanks everybody thanks, thanks for having us thanks. bye guys this is the part of the podcast we call Brand Battles, where we pit brands against each other, score them on a performance framework we call the Whole Brand Index, and declare one of them a winner in the marketplace. Today, we're going to look at beverages, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Our chief provocateur and creator of the Whole Brand Index, Dave Gutting, breaks it down for us. If you want to see the mother of all brand battles, there are two reliable places to look, beer and beverages. Back in the 70s, we had the beer wars and the cola wars. Those eventually led to light beer and diet colas, category-shifting disruptors. Things are quieter these days, but it doesn't mean that things will stay that way, especially in the beer category. More on that in a bit. Since both beer and non-alcoholic beverages bankroll a lot of commercial minutes during every Super Bowl, this might be a good time to talk about what we learned regarding the brand battles in these categories in our research. Let's start with beer. We looked at both domestic and imports and craft products. The domestic category is tightly bunched, but Bud Light is a heavyweight. Even in spite of its tough year, our numbers should give them encouragement. Our whole brand dashboard has four key metrics, and Bud Light hit a grand slam, winning all four. Why? Because no one matches them on their mental availability or their easy drinking experience. The same is true for the leader in imports crafts, Corona. It's another Grand Slam winner on the dashboard, and it shares the same strengths, availability and ease. In non-alcoholic beverages, we see an identical pattern. The Grand Slam this time goes to Gatorade, one of the original purpose brands. Gatorade just never goes away. And guess what? 
They win the marbles because people notice them and find them an easy brand. While beer categories seem tired, beverages have some noisy upstarts, like Prime and Liquid Death, but neither is ready to take on a Top Gun-like Gatorade. Consumers do notice them, especially Liquid Death, among Gen Z water drinkers. They can't get enough of those aluminum cans and that beer-like logo. But Liquid Death loses a lot of momentum because their product value is just too weak in the eyes of the buyers. And when product value is lacking, so is everything else. When it comes to the beer world, even though Corona and Bud Light are still power players, category averages overall leave something to be desired. It makes me wonder if the marketplace may be ripe for an innovator who enters with a whole new subcategory in beer that no one is thinking about. Tune in for the next Super Bowl, and we'll see. Thanks, Dave. So Bud Light wins on all four key whole brand metrics, and no one matches them on their availability and their easy drinking experience. And in the import category, Corona wins on the same scoring matrix. And because we know that Dave likes a good baseball analogy, in the non-alcoholic category, it's a grand slam for Gatorade. So is the beverage category really ripe for an innovator in a subcategory? Check out our most recent whole brand report at BarkleyUS.com. Well, that wraps up our episode of This Modern Brand, a podcast by Barkley. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. For more stories and insights on how to build brands people love, visit us at BarkleyUS.com. Again, congrats to the Chiefs on winning their third Super Bowl in five years. What an absolutely incredible run. I'm Jason Parks. Thanks for listening.